on. Oh, well, <laughs> here we are again. But we're cheap, too cheap for therapy, with Marianne and Corinne. Hey there. Hey there. How are you? I'm good. You look nice. Oh, you look nice as well. So do you, listener. Oh, oh, we're talking to the listeners, not Marianne. Okay. No, I was talking to you first. Oh. Miscellaneous listeners, you looking good today. <laughs> sexy listeners. Yeah. Hey. We do have the sexiest listeners. Oh, I think we do. Yeah. Oh. Hey, you're listening to Too Cheap for Therapy. I'm Mary Ann. Yeah, I'm Corrine. Hey. Oh. Good to see you again. Hey. Oh. Hey. I'm excited. Oh. Let's go. Yeah. Oh. 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 It's a good day. Oh, let's go. Yes. Well, it's raining in Washington. It's always raining in Washington. On this side of the mountain. Yep. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's your weather report, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> it gonna rain. Now over to Kareem for sports. Oh, sports, sing, sports, sing, sports ball. Uh, we did make the playoffs. Oh, we did. We, meaning me, on the Seahawks <laughs> with my team. Russell Wilson threw you the ball. Yeah. Is it? Why did you say it like that? Is that a sexual innuendo? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sexing it up with Russell Wilson? Isn't he married? Aren't you married? Uh, I don't think that's any of your business. Michael! <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. This is all kinds of wrong. That's how it came out, huh? Oh, and no. right before Christmas. <laughs> and this is how his children and your children found out. Oh, that's why my kids are so good at football. <gasps> oh, my God! Oh, my Russell Wilson! God! No, they're oh, not. Oh, my God. No, he's a fine Christian upstanding man. He is. He's very nice. Yes, and I am not his type. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> and he raises the money for the children. He does, and he goes to uh, Seattle Children's Hospital all the time, like once a week. Oh. And he hangs out with the kids and signs stuff He's for so them. And nice. like, yeah, he, Sierra goes too. Yeah, Chris Pratt goes that's all the time. Nice. Yeah, they're very nice gentlemen. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Good on them. Yeah, indeed. Okay. All right. So what's new with you? What is new with me? Oh, this uh, is the pre-ramble. Let's ramble oh, yeah, some. yeah, the pre-ramble. All right. Well, today I had an appointment this morning mm -hmm. uh, for my acupuncture. Okay. For my uh, janked up shoulder. Oh, yeah, it is still janked up. Oh, man, it's all wanged up. So <laughs> Wanged up in the wingle-wangle? Yeah, mm-hmm, and okay. the jingle-jangle for Christmas. Sure. So I started going to see the acupuncturist, uh -huh. and he's lovely. So I go and lay down on this nice padded table in this nice heated room and everything, mm. and he comes and puts a little, like... Needle in your arm? Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> first a disinfectant, for Christ's oh, sakes. Okay. This is not... 1800s well, dentistry, uh, dentistry and embalming while oh, you wait. Oh like, God. no, that's not what we're doing here. <laughs> so then I think it's about six or eight acupuncture needles mm. all the way around my shoulder in like a circle kind of. And then he says, okay, I'm going to add like a electrical pulse oh. or whatever. So I was like, fucking sweet, cool. Cause they I figured like electroshock therapy to you in your shoulder. Yeah, basically. So hmm. the first time he did it, he puts all this stuff on and I'm laying on my side. So I can't really see what he's doing. And I want to be like craning to look because you know, let him let the man work. You should have invited sakes. me. I would have taken video. You would have been like, what are you doing now? Can I help? Can I do that part? <laughs> no, ma'am. You may not. Can don't I touch with needles. Don't touch the needles. Or he would be like, sure, go ahead. Give it a go. And so he hooks everything up and then he turns on some nice music and mm -hmm. turns off the lights and he leaves for about 20 minutes. Okay. I look over to see what's what because I'm nosy as fuck. Yeah. And uh, it's not even like clips. It's just raw wire, like just wires, like sticking out of your shoulder. 
wrapped around the needles. What? <laughs> it looked like a car battery. Like it was, oh my god! Jeez, I was so thankful it was in my shoulder and not in <laughs> a more sensitive area. But um, he was he was hot wiring your shoulder. Yeah, uh huh. And then he drove me away. <laughs> Good thing I got a low jack. I just shut down. <laughs> No. Oh uh, so that was good. So that was the first time. And then I've gone twice since then. And it's actually really nice. He yeah. leaves. And then you typically I. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really a strange thought when you have a bunch of needles in your shoulder that are like making your muscles pulsate. Yeah. And it kind of stings. Oh. And then you fall asleep. Today <laughs> I did. And then I the alarm went off and I was like, I'm going to wake my kids up. And then <laughs> I realized <laughs> I had needles Where in me. Where am I? And I was at the needler. That's what uh, my 10-year-old calls it. The needler? Yeah, this morning he asked, Mom, are you going to go get your shoulder needled? I said, yes, God. baby. He's like, all right, have fun. That I said, sounds I will. like a Batman villain. Though. Yeah, the needler. Needler. <laughs> Indeed. That's so um, that's what I've been doing. It's helping quite a bit. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Okay. A little quiet time for me. Sure. And um, a little needling. A little needling time like for me. It. Mommy needs a needling time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so... It's in lieu of wine time. Yeah, and then after yes. that I went Christmas shopping, mm -hmm. and I am so very close to being done. Oh, boy. Oh, I feel it. I How feel much like more is left, uh, I percentage-wise? Oh, geez, maybe 10%. Oh, that's not bad. Including food stuffs. Oh. Yeah, not bad. Okay. I know. I dig it. So, uh, that's all going great. What's going on with you? Well, I got a newly used, pre-owned iPad mini. Slightly used slightly used mostly not broken yes okay not broken ipad mini 5 all right i like that yay mostly i got it because i was feeling guilty for taking so many notes on paper mm. save the trees people mm -hmm. save the turtles save the trees less paper save less straws turtles in trees yes save them are they in trees now maybe save them from themselves if they're in trees oh no you know what my son told Throw me throw some today? straws at them yeah he said oh god no um <laughs> This morning, my son told me that uh, iguanas will freeze, like they will freeze when it gets cold mm -hmm. in the places where they live, mm -hmm. and then they fall out of the trees and hit people and kill them. Well, why why are they freezing? Don't they know to go sit in some sun or well, hot they don't, rock? They don't need to because when it's cold out, like cold enough to freeze where they're at, mm -hmm. they just sit there and then they freeze and then when it thaws, they wake up. Oh, they go in a weird hibernation, yeah. but they kill someone along the way. Exactly. Cool. And apparently my son watched a YouTube video of someone who was gathering up all the frozen iguanas and putting them in his car. Why? I don't know. I think he didn't know about this phenomenon. They and were going to wake up. They all did wake oh, up. Oh, no. He's dead. <laughs> he did. He real dead. Rip that guy. Those iguanas got him real good. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. I'm going to look for that YouTube video right meow. I hope it's real. Boop, boop, boop. boop. Oh, are you technologizing? <laughs> That's my iPad sound. Oh, yeah. But I mostly got it because trees. And my friend Bob, hey, Bobbert. Hey, Bobbert. He has this big-ass iPad, and he, like, makes his own calendar with this app that he told me to get. Mm -hmm. So the app is just, like, digitized paper and graph paper and calendar paper. Every kind of, all the kind of paper has got it. All right. But, Scrap paper. Yes. All the, Sure. You can throw it away in the little electronical trash can. I want an iPad I can crumple up, throw away, and get a new one for the next day. <laughs> That's wasteful. Aww. Ugh, no. But I'm American. Yeah. yeah. So, got the iPad, downloaded the app that Bobbert suggested. All right. And I love it. Oh. I'm making little notes. Okay. Feeling real productive. I made a to-do list. Nice. I do like this stuff. I think it bridges the gap 
for us old ass millennials and people on the cusp who like to write on pen and paper, you know, calendars or notes or whatever. But where the fuck did I put that piece of paper? <laughs> That's the truth. I know. So I have... this solves the problem. You should download this app. I like to use paper because I can touch it and it doesn't, its battery doesn't die. True, but I appreciate this because it has everything. This iPad is my Kindle. It, I can search the internet, check my email, write notes. I can make a calendar if I want. It's my secretary, my best friend, my lover, my child, my mother. Yes, exactly. It's Mm -hmm. all the things. The app is called GoodNotes, and I like it so much that I'll put it on the show notes. Ooh, I like that. That's great. I like where you're going. So, Corrine, guess what? What? This is episode 10. Ah! (laughs) 10? Like Pee Wee Herman. That's the secret word. Oh, make her like a high Mickey Heine. Oh. I'm in a movie theater touching myself. Oh, that was. Dark. Well, well Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, I think a lot of dudes have done that. Yeah, but a lot of dudes aren't Pee Wee Herman. Well, that's famous. the truth. Yeah. I mean, once you're famous, you can't go to a public movie theater and do stuff like that. And what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> if only he weren't so famous back then in the 80s. Indeed, but what are you going to do? <sighs> Not do that. Not touch a weenie yeah. at the movies. Don't touch a weenie. But at the same time, can we let the man live? I mean, that was oh, a long yeah, time ago. it was a long time, but um, yeah. it's still funny. Yes, so, still, yeah, that's true. Sorry. All right, well, maybe he's doing like an Andy Kaufman performance piece. Um. Psst, y'all. Too cheap for therapy should never be considered a substitute for actual medication or therapy from a licensed professional. All opinions expressed during the show belong to the hosts only. We don't know what we're talking about. We just like to fuck around. And we hope you like to listen. Alright. Episode 10, we're talking about conspiracies. That was a poor imitation of the X-Files. Oh, oh, you tried. I didn't. <laughs> not not very well. No, you didn't. <laughs> not really. Okay. No. I like yeah. it still. So what kind of conspiracies did you find? Oh, I love conspiracies. And let me just preface here. We're using the term conspiracies loosely, okay? Well, um, how loose? Real loose. Oh. Uh, so a lot of mine are theories. A lot of the ones that I'm interested in are theories. But, you know, they're weird theories that some people subscribe to and some don't. So okay. basically, I'm not good at research. I'm not good at knowing what words mean. And fight me. Oh. So that's <laughs> okay. what you get. There you go. Having said that, uh-huh. my number one most favoritist theory and conspiracy. Ooh, Ooh I... The mic is getting closer. That's really... You have the floor. Oh, the whole floor. Uh, It is the split brain theory. Now, I don't know this. Brian seemed to know what it was, but I did not. So I'm here to learn. Teach me. All right, I love it. All right, so here's the thing. I'm ready. Since the 1940s, there's been a procedure that neurosurgeons have performed, and it's called corpus callostomy. Colostomy bag? It's not colostomy. We know what those are, and they're not a conspiracy. It looks like colostomy. Shit bags are real. It's K 
Callostomy, yeah. Callostomy, yeah. Corpus callostomy. A surgery that is a last resort for treating epilepsy. So they cut through the corpus callosum, mm-hmm. which is the connection between the two hemispheres of the brain. Oh, okay. And it's right to down s- the middle. Right. And so it's to stop Yikes. seizures. Okay. But the interesting thing about it is, and the, they don't really do it anymore because they have better therapies for epilepsy now. Oh, medication and whatnot. Right. Yeah. But at the time, it was pretty popular among these very few people who had this condition. And it keeps the electrical signals that cause the seizure from crossing over oh, to, the to the other, other side. side. And yeah. Making the seizure. Is this around the time period when people were like, oh, sign me up for a lobotomy? The 40s? Eh. I think the lobotomies were a little earlier than that. But yeah, probably they didn't still stop then. doing lobotomies in until like the 70s. Yeah, it went on for a long time. So this deal, basically they're going to like carve your brain in half. Oh no, like a pumpkin. But you can function perfectly normally because your brain is very elastic and it's able to, um, I mean, there are even, they can do a hemispherectomy on some people with seizure disorders, which is literally removing half the brain. And then what? And then their brain compensates and they're still able to function. What? Yeah, just without debilitating seizures. So then your, if the left brain is the side that remains, it will learn how to control both sides of your body? Take over the functions of the other side. Oh man. Very, very cool. But this, when they're doing this procedure, the split brain, they were finding some really interesting stuff. Not only was it stopping seizures, Mm -hmm. but they would find that they could do testing. It was almost as if people had two brains in one body. A split-brained patient would dress themselves, and occasionally one hand that was controlled by the side of the brain that wanted to get dressed would pull their pants up, but the other would pull their pants down. So it's like a Conf- like two different personalities? Exactly. So that's the conspiracy, right? Is that with the split brain theory, they're saying, what if every brain has two people in it? <gasps> Constantly fighting? But one is always able to overrun the other. Oh, and shit. when you split the brain, you end up with the two. One's like a dominant personality? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So it's very interesting stuff. I watched the movie Split. And if you haven't seen the movie, spoilers are ahead. Oh, no. Sorry. Spoilers on an old movie. Uh, oh, it is quite old. No. It's but I've heard a lot good of movie. The end was very weird because they pointed it in a direction of like, if you have DID, dissociative identity disorder, mm-hmm. in the movie, they were trying to kind of promote that as like the next level of human evolution, that you will have multiple personalities and each one will be skilled or be a perfect match for whatever environmental stressor there is. So that's kind of crazy. It's it's very loosely connected to your split pea brain oh. theory. Split, <laughs> split peas and ham? Split pea soup brain. Oh, my theory is soup is delicious. But like, that's crazy. What if people with DID have split brain, dis, what is it, split brain theory? Split brain theory, yeah. But their brain has not literally severed itself, but sectioned off its personality so much that it's not two, but it's like eight or 80. Yeah, who knows? Ooh. Ooh, fucking creepy. So have there been any stories about people who had this split brain theory done to them and then what other things that scientists observe of the uh, yeah, there, stuff? So it's a small group because at the time it was... I think, considered relatively experimental. I mean, they didn't want to be doing huge polarizing experiments. Let yeah, but you're an evil genius. That's <laughs> different. That's different. Ah. 
Uh, so they had this group and they followed them. They actually followed them for a really long time because this was happening in the 40s. So, you know, into the 60s, 70s, people were still cool. functioning. And um, there was one woman who was telling her personal story about it. And she was saying sometimes at the grocery store, she would pull something off the shelf and then her other hand would bat it away or put it back. Like... She was having this, it wasn't, she wasn't conscious of a dialogue, but it was like her hand had a mind of its own. Now, was it just that left hand is evil and does the opposite of what she wants, or is it alternating? Well, yeah, the left hand was the one that killed all those people. (laughs) No, I don't know. Well, let's go find her and ask. Oh, well, I don't know. Because maybe the right hand wants that split pea soup, but the left one doesn't. Mm. And then the left tries to get broccoli and cheddar soup. And then the right one swats it away, you know? I say... Maybe they both hands have soup preferences. Two bowls, two spoons. <laughs> one eat, mouth. Eat it up. Two <laughs> bowls, one soup, <laughs> one mouth. It's like two a... Soups. It's like a shitty sitcom. Yeah. Like, I'm two people in one brain, and I eat soup. Two uh, guys, a girl, and a piece of place. Oh, boy. That Except a, it's a soup place. That was a TV show. Yeah. This will be the two soups, two hands, and one mouth. It's catchy. It's got a beat, and you can dance to it. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, so it was interesting. They would do experiments to where they would um, like show an image to one eye and an image to another eye because they're supposed to be connected yeah. to the opposite hemispheres. And one they would show the word smile, and the other they would show... And then only half her face would smile? No. Uh. <laughs> but that would be exciting. Stroke! One they would show the word smile, and then the other they would show a face. And then they would ask them to draw, and they would draw a smiley face. Oh. And they would ask the patient, why did you draw a smiley face? And they would say, "What? what, who wants to draw a sad face? Everybody draws smiley faces. Not realizing that it's because that part of the brain had seen the word smile. Interesting. So it's it's not... But she wasn't aware of it in her, like, frontal lobe mind. Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's... it's, uh, That's real creepy. It's a little weird, and I kind of like the idea that there's two people in every brain. That kind of explains maybe a lot of things or nothing. (laughs) It could go by the way. So that's the first one that I like, and admittedly, I am not even nearly an expert on it, um, but I think it's interesting, and I think if you're interested in theories and conspiracies, that you could look into it a little more and maybe maybe enjoy yourself that way. Do it up. Maybe do it up. Have a party. What else you got? Ooh, I got other stuff. Ooh, Here's a fun one. The Denver Airport. Oh, I know this one. Yeah. I believe it. No, oh, I like I don't, it. I don't know. It's a bit out there. It, it's very interesting. Um, there's lots and lots of articles about it. But it's it's fun to think about because there are a lot of strange things. If you guys don't know about the Denver Airport, um, it was... Uh, Dedicated in 1994, and they sealed a time capsule and laid a capstone and everything, and um, it was supposed to be sealed till 2094. But the group that commissioned it and etched like their name on the stone was mm-hmm. called the New World Airport Commission, Uh-oh. and that group does not exist. <laughs> There's no such thing. So that kind of messed people up a little bit. Um, the, the official story that they give is that it's supposed to say the new, comma, World Airport Commission. Oh. But they didn't do it correctly, and you would think that, you know, it's a fucking K 
capstone, they would maybe proofread. Well, those commas, they're they are dangerous. They will get you. That's, I still follow the Oxford comma rule. That's the truth. They went way over budget, like millions and millions and millions of dollars over budget. Mm-hmm. And there have been a lot of uh, people trying to investigate, where did all this money go? Like, where did you spend all this money? It's just an airport. It ain't on a comma. And there are a lot of people who think that it is supposed to be a hub in case of a world-ending war, where yeah. people can go underneath it, presumably like, a, like government. Like a bomb shelter. Yeah, like a, some kind of weird, like, hive style underneath We live ground. underground now. Yes, with yeah. a Old people. Yeah, you could be. That's weird. Uh-huh. There's a lot of weird references, and if you look up the Denver airport, there's a lot of really weird art uh-huh. that they commissioned yes. to use. There are gargoyles above the baggage what? terminals. There, it's a lot of weird so shit. You're just watching your bags. Right. So the official story is no, nah, there's nothing going on, but we just like gargoyles. Yeah, it's pretty fucking weird, anyway. So um, I really like that because that's kind of like so many of the um, conspiracies and weird shit happened so long ago. Mm-hmm. This is like a very recent I, thing. Isn't the Denver airport the conspiracy with the lizard people? Uh, I think that the people who believe in the lizard people think that they're everywhere all the time, so... Well, I thought that the people... <laughs> well, just, I don't know what to call you if you believe in the lizard people. I call you somebody I want to have over for dinner. There you go. Yeah. Um, I thought that they believed the lizard people were living underground already, and uh... that's kind of like not a bomb shelter in case humanity needs to to run away. It's that the lizard people are controlling everything and they're underground and they're controlling our society from under the Denver airport. Oh boy. <laughs> that's just crazy enough to be true. That's fun. See, that's the thing I think about a lot of conspiracies though is a lot of them seem like, okay, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Like chemtrails. Yeah. People get really nuts about chemtrails and there's the whole sect of people who are saying like, chemtrails are the government, man. And then there's the other side who are saying, hey, that's a natural phenomenon yeah. of air vapor and you need to get a fucking brain. Sometimes things are just so crazy mm-hmm. that they could be true. Yeah. It's just like the way Roswell happened and the government said, no, 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 it was a weather balloon. It was, you know, something totally unbelievable. And a lot of people think that's like a smokescreen, like, oh, yeah, Yeah. aliens. When it really maybe was aliens. We're going to have to wait until our paranormal episode to talk about that because I watched a documentary about a guy who, ooh, just wait. Ooh, I love nerds. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what people say about MKUltra and the government kind of taking over your mind and whatnot. And then people dismiss it like, (laughs) sure, MKUltra, like the government wants to harm us. They do. Ooh. Yeah. It's all like the usual suspects. It's all misdirection. Yeah. Well, and there are a lot of people who think that the government perpetuates the concept of UFOs Mm -hmm. because that eliminates people's suspicion that the government is testing aircraft that, you know, is not something that's out to the public yet. Not technology that we've ever seen. Like, oh, it must be alien. No, it's probably just the government either stealing alien aircrafts and using it for our own. Their technology is so advanced but not shown to the public that they're just making up some lie. Like, oh, now I sound like a crazy person. The government! (laughs) (laughs) They're lying to us! Oh, we're going to get suicided. I knew it! We might. Yeah, you never know. It's never too late. Oh, man. What? 
Hi, my name's Jeff Richardson. I'm a fan of this program you're listening to, and I'm also a podcaster myself. I do several, but one that I really think you might enjoy, it's called Everything is Awesome. It's me and a friend cover of Neon Genesis Evangelion. I also do really cool interviews with other artists and podcasters, stand-up comedians. Come on over, check it out. Everything is awesome. Find us on Facebook and uh, on Twitter at EIA Podcast. Let's see. Another one is uh, faked deaths, celebrity deaths, things like that. I'm things, sorry, what? Like um, either faked in the sense that the person never died, which is a conspiracy. Oh, like that little singer. The, I'm a skater boy. Said yes, Avril Lavigne. There are Avril, a lot of people who think Avril Lavigne yes, died. A lot of people do. And, and was replaced with a lookalike. lookalike. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but she still says, uh, no, I'm Avril Lavigne, but I don't really know what You happens. would say that, Avril Lavigne <laughs> imposter. I don't know what she looks That's like. That's just what I think she would say. <laughs> really, she's a tiny Russian man who might, smokes, chain smokes cigars. You don't know. I am Ever Levine. Yeah, so that's a weird one. Um, there are people who believe that Beyonce's entire pregnancy was faked. Why? Um, and also Katie Holmes' pregnancy. They'll take... Oh, that baby looks just like Katie Holmes. Yeah, she really does. So they'll take a series of photos because... The good thing about, or the bad thing about celebrities is there's tons of photo images of them, and they'll look at, like, she was heavily pregnant here, and barely pregnant here, and heavily pregnant here, and the timeline doesn't add up. Uh, And the same for Beyonce. There was a big, I'm sure you you heard about it when she was pregnant, she went on a talk show and stood up, and it was as if, like, her stomach kind of folded like a pillow. And people were saying, oh, shit, you know, she's not really pregnant. Even if she wasn't really pregnant, she could have just come out and said oh yeah I have a surrogate because I don't want to ruin my body I right. still do have to tour and do all those fucking difficult choreography dances right oh I'm not good at hooting but I I have fun trying meow, meow, meow. yeah oh, if you don't know the words just meow people I'm telling you it's fun at parties everybody loves it yeah there's several more that I'm interested in, but I think another one that like that I have personally experienced mm-hmm. is like the whole glitch in the matrix <gasps> slash like mandala effect type Ooh, business. Like um, I have two that really stick out in my mind. I have the like deja vu feeling a lot, like a oh, lot, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's just because I'm my brain is a mess. But um, because you have two personalities in there, yeah, and they're fighting. Yeah. I know, shit. Uh, <laughs> so the um, they both hate it in there. Glitches in the matrix. <laughs> this just one just happened the other day. Okay, and we were in a store, and some folks walked out. And there was one man, he was like a really tall man with a big puffy coat. Mm-hmm. And I I just noticed him walking past. And then another man with a beard came out. And then about ten more minutes later, we're still in the store. And I see the same two guys come out again. Well, maybe they came into the store and you didn't see them. And then they came back out. How about it? But in the same order, 
just 10 minutes later. It just was very strange. Mm. And yeah, I told myself the same thing. Like, this is probably just nothing. Yeah. But it was interesting because yeah. for a minute I had to be like, what the fuck just happened? I know everyone's had deja vu like that. And then they want to go into explaining it. But if we've all experienced it, what is it? Yeah. 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 I remember when I had one and I still remember it. I don't know why. It's not significant at all. Um, mine usually come from like I have a dream and then six months or a year or 12 years later it comes true but I don't know if that's my brain just changing what I'm seeing to match oh I remember this thing I don't right. know because we are not reliable witnesses True. as humans. Right. I had one in high school where I shared a dream with somebody, which was really, really strange. Weird. Yeah, and the next day at school we met up. And, and so that one was interesting oh, because... You, you were like, oh, I dreamed about you. Yeah, we were like, friends. Oh, yeah. yeah, and he was like, I dreamed about you too. And I said, this happened. And he said... <gasps> Yeah. Shut your face. Yeah, it was very weird. Was it something that, like, you two would never do, or is it something that you routinely did? It was just, I mean, it was nothing. It was nowhere. It was just us. It was, there was no setting or anything. It was just. Just you in a void with your friend? In the void with my friend, (gasps) yeah. Oh, my God. You traveled through dimensions and met him in his dream. And, I mean, we all have a little bit of that, right? Like, we've all experienced where we pick up the phone to call someone and they're already on the other line. I was just thinking about you. Yeah. So we have weird brain connections, clearly. But, um, yeah, it's interesting when there's two people so you can kind of corroborate a little bit. I've had that, like, when um, I'll dream about a friend or this friend will be on my mind, like, oh, I really need to call them. And then I put it off because I haven't talked to them in two weeks or a year or something like we're not often calling each other, but something makes me do it. And sure enough, they're going through something that they wouldn't have told me about unless I had called. It's very strange that your mind is just like, you need to check up on this person. Yeah. But it kind of, I mean, there's that whole concept of that we're all kind of wired into the universe and we have these little bursts of connections to people. We had another one. My husband was also here for this one. And um, I need to check with him and make sure that he remembers it the same way because I really, I do, I mean, we naturally suspect our brains fucking around with us, right? Like, oh, I probably don't remember that right. Mm. But we ordered a pair of glasses for my son and they had rubberized um, kind of accents on the side and one of them started to come off. So I emailed the company. I said, hey, I just got these glasses and they're kind of coming apart. The technician, we were chatting, doing the chat thing. He said, no problem. We're going to send you out a new pair of frames. I said, okay, great. That's terrific because that's what was wrong. And he specified, is there anything wrong with the lenses? I said, no, the lenses are amazing. They're great. It's just the frames. He said, okay, we're going to send you out a pair of frames that are exactly the same and instructions on how to insert the lenses into them so in the meantime my husband is very handy he does all kinds of fixing of stuff so he took these glasses and he did fix them he heat shrunk i guess you put this tube over and then heat it up and it kind of suctions on so um they look the same they work the same yeah exactly yeah Yeah, whatever whatever you call anyway that stuff i don't have a penis i don't know (laughs) but uh so he put that on there and then (laughs) all i can do is bake and have babies uh so that's not true you can wash dishes oh that's true i can wash dishes and get smacked oh my Uh, god no it gets worse and worse uh yeah so um he fixed the glasses and then i didn't think about it anymore about a week later the glasses came Mm -hmm. and i opened up the package and said oh great they're exactly the same frames and i remember 
distinctly, this was in front of my husband, I picked them up by the arm and put my finger through the frame where the lens would be. And I said, oh, what a pisser, there's no lenses. Which I knew, but I thought, oh, it'd be cool if they sent them with lenses. (laughs) So I took them and I put them in a special place. Uh Temporarily. Right. Because when you have a kid, your moms and dads know this. They're going to break everything. It's probably going to end up in their eye, but they're going to need new glasses. So I hung them up where I keep my glasses because I kind of treat them as a fashion accessory and I have many pairs. Hang them up. Forget about it. And then a couple of weeks ago, we were looking at the glasses. We were trying to find my other son's sunglasses. And I picked those ones up. Mm -hmm. And they have lenses. Excuse you. They have lenses. (laughs) What? And I said, hey, Mike, these have lenses. And he was like. I didn't think they came with lenses. So he didn't fix it? No. Oh, no. Because my son is wearing the old ones, like, today. And so we had my son try them on, and he said, yeah, they're my prescription. They (gasps) work for me. And we all went, do, 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 do. That is a glitch. It was very weird. That's really strange. Yeah. So it's like mandala effect. Like, it was definitely this way. I know it was this way. it's even more strange when you have people to corroborate instead of just like, I'm telling I'm telling you, officer, this is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one time I was 11 or 13, old enough to know. Not 12. Right, not 12. Maybe 11, maybe 13. (laughs) Not 12. Okay. I was old enough to. I remember when I was not 12. (laughs) 12 was a rough year. Yeah. Now, I remember probably six months or a year prior, I had a dream of no significance. Who cares? Dreams are pointless. They don't. Whatever. They're just, your brain's trying to jumble shit up and make sense of your day or prepare you for a test or something. Calm your nerves. Whatever. At this point, I got into the back seat of my mom's car. We had a friend, family friend visiting and she was in the passenger seat. We were driving through the town of Madison, Virginia, where I'm from. And we go down this distinct hill that you have to go down in order to get to the other side the of The required hill, yes. <laughs> it's the required, that's what it's called. Yeah. The required hill. <laughs> anyway, so we go down. Oh, I know that hill. <laughs> you know that hill very well. We stop at the stop sign, and then a semi-truck drives by on this little highway while we're at the stop sign, and it says G-O-D. You remember those groceries on demand? No. Oh, well, they were serviced that... Maybe that was on the East Coast. Maybe. Groceries on demand, whatever. A truck drives by, and I see it, and it says G-O-D. In my 13-year-old mind... Not 12. (laughs) In my 13-year-old mind, I know these are groceries on demand. But then I remember, I had a dream where the three of us were in this car, and this is what I'm rambling at this point to them. I was in... I had a dream, and the three of us were in the car, and we were at the stop sign at at the required hill, and a truck drove by that said, God... And in my dream, I didn't understand what that meant until that very moment when I was like, oh, groceries on demand. The glitch in the Matrix didn't help me at all. What was the point of that? Hmm. Was it a glitch? What is it called when you dream about something and then it comes true? Am I a witch? Yes. Okay. Yes, you are. So that's good to know. (laughs) Because I got a lot of people I need to put curses on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have one other story from, well, this is like a personal story. Tell me your story, madam. I will tell you my story. <laughs> hmm. It was the heart of the ocean. <laughs> Listen, I'm old. Don't judge me. Um, so it's like a glitch in the matrix type thing. But when I was not 12. <laughs> No, I actually think I was about 10. Yeah, I must have been 10 because I think I was in fifth grade. You weren't 12? 
I was not 12. All right. Uh, See, nobody was 12. Think of, no, 12 is a myth. Yes. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> no one has ever been 12, okay? You think you were 12, you weren't. And See, my son, 13. My other son, 10. Oh, I ain't got a 12-year-old to be found. All you 12-year-olds are really still 10. Heather's probably got a 12-year-old somewhere. Nope. No? Nope? 13. Oh, shit. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. So, Wait, um... The twins are 14. The other boy is 13. Why do you know her family tree? Because I took them to the movies. Oh, that's right. That's the kind of dedication you get as a Patreon of Too Cheap for Therapy. I take your children away from you while you take a nap and drink wine. You, you take a nap and drink wine? If you're skilled enough, you do. Ooh, I guess if you have enough kids, you learn how to do that. It's called priorities, people. So this was my glitch in the matrix um, that happened when I was a child that I still remember. So I was 10. I was in fifth grade. I'm going to add some spooky music to oh. this. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now. And this is a hand. No. Um, so... We were in music class, and I liked music class. I liked it because we had the big giant bars, the bells you could play, and it was good times. And uh, my music instructor was like still young and enthusiastic, and was like, "We're gonna have clubs and dancing and this and that." So I was basically always in the music room. So um, we were getting ready for Christmas concert. You remember being a little one and singing and whatnot? It was so cute. Your little white shirt. Oh yes, and we had to like go to J.C. Penney's or you know where we went? Mervyn's. What the fuck is Mervyn's? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it does not Is exist. Is that like Coles for uh, the East Coasters? It was more like J.C. Penney. Oh, okay. But um, it's well, Coles is kind of like. J.C. Penny, but for the Southern Belle, Coles is nothing like J.C. Penny. Oh Jesus! My wedding dress came from J.C. Penny. Okay. Yeah, true story. It was a prom dress. Oh, yeah, got a nice. discount. Okay. All right. Uh, the scary music is not working with this J.C. Penny talk. I like it. And then the call is coming from inside the <laughs> J.C. Penny. Oh shit! All right. Uh, so I was in music class. We were getting ready for the Christmas concert, and we were, you know, starting out with like the, all right, you're gonna, we're gonna sing this. We're gonna sing that, and we were just starting. Mm -hmm. And then I came in the next time I remember coming into school. Everyone knew the songs but me. Uh -huh. I did not know like the words to the songs, and everyone's standing there singing these songs, singing them. No cheat sheets, no words posted on the overhead because yeah. I'm old and we had overheads. <laughs> no dittos with words on them. I'm just standing there, and I literally had no idea How what the lyrics to the song. I don't know. What? I don't know. So it was like as if I lost that time, and I just never learned the lyrics. And huh. if you had known me as a child, we've talked about this before. I had terrible anxiety. Yeah. I was very prepared oh, for yeah, everything. There was yeah. no chance in hell that I would just be like, eh, fuck that, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go play. Uh, I, if I had been informed of the words to the song, I absolutely would have known them. And I just did not know them, and I just stood there like, like you an missed idiot. A week. It was like I missed a week. Yeah. Huh. It was very strange. Yeah. That is very strange. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was a thing. Creepy. Probably a mini stroke or something. Oh, no. Trans ischemic attack. That's not or, good. Well, I mean, I'm fine now. Okay. I made it through 10. Not 12, though. <laughs> Have you written a book and always wanted to publish it? Don't know where to start or who to contact? No problem, friend. You should contact Square Penny Publishing. My friend Kenise Marshall published her book with Square Penny. 
and you should too. They'll help you publish, print, and digitize your book so it'll get into the hands of your readers. Search Square Penny Publishing on the internets and like them on Facebook today or tomorrow or whenever you get around to it. This is Corrine and Marianne, and we want to take a moment to tell you how much we appreciate your contribution on Patreon. It's with your support that we can give you our classic banter, our dick talk, our pseudo advice, and other hilarious anecdotes. So if you'd like to help support our podcast and get exclusive content, go to patreon.com slash too cheap for therapy and give us a dollar or two. So, for one of mine, I picked the Romanov family. Oh. Cue lightning here. Yeah, lightning! Just lightning? Yeah, that's the noise. <laughs> I don't... That would be terrifying if lightning literally said... Lightning! Yeah, lightning! <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be kind of sweet because they'd be giving you a chance to gear up oh for it. Oh, my God. It. I just imagine Leslie's sibling saying it because Leslie's sibling always talks out the side of their mouth. <laughs> I'm lightning! So that's equally terrifying. Yeah. Like a head pokes out of the clouds. Hey guys, it's gonna rain. I'm lightning. Hey y'all. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> there you go. That's the lightning. So I'm picking the Romanov family and I want to talk about Anastasia. Okay. Where is she? Where does she go? Well, she's probably dead now. Where is she at? Dead. Well, she dead. Due to the Bum, bum, <laughs> that was my story. <laughs> no, but like, I'm sure you've seen the at least the Disney movie, right, y'all, of Anastasia. I haven't seen it, but well, well, you know the story. I know the story. If you don't, here you go. <laughs> so Anastasia Romanov, she was the youngest daughter of the last Russian Tsar, Tsar Nicholas II. In February of 1917, the Bolshevik. That's. Uh, the people who were in power. Yeah, the political party. Yes. The Bolshevik placed the family under house arrest. Anastasia was the youngest. Tsar Nicholas II and his wife, we'll just call her the Tsarina because I can't quite remember her name. Can we call her Mrs. Tsar? No, she's the Tsarina. Oh, okay. But I can't remember her name. She, um, I believe she was German. Yes. Let's call her Herr Tsar. Her Zara. Ooh. Her Zarina. Ooh, I like all those R's. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so, my dog, like my chihuahua. <laughs> I hate you. So, together they had four daughters and one son. Once the Bolshevik put the family under house arrest for their quote-unquote own protection, the next month, Tsar Nicholas abdicated his throne and then for 78 days, the family was held under constant surveillance in the city of, and I'm going to try my best to pronounce this. Oh, God. Yekaterinburg. Let me try. Um, Yekaterinburg. <laughs> Mine is more accurate. Yekaterinburg. Yep, that's it. If you guys speak Russian, please let us know what's <laughs> happening. If you guys speak Russian, just don't 
be angry I'm at us. I'm so sorry. I'm not that sorry, but also don't be angry. <laughs> on the morning of July 17th, the family, they were taken into the basement. All of them, the... Bizarre. Well, that's not nefarious. <laughs> oh, of course, it's fine. Y'all hey, come to the basement. No problem. You're just Ooh. under house arrest. Yeah. Now we're going to put you in the basement. We're about to protect you forever. Yeah, so it's the czar, his wife, the czarina. <laughs> the four daughters and the son, they're all ushered into the basement. It Man, was, if anybody ever tries to usher you anywhere, you run. I know, right? It was under the pretense of, like, we have to put you in here so we can hide you better, and we're going to take you take a family picture. So everybody line up and smile. Yeah, family picture, your head's on the wall. Family picture, my ass! So when the guards told the family, like, line up and we're going to take a picture, whatever, that's when the guards pulled out their guns and started firing at mm. the family. You know, kids and shit. There was one drunken guard who stabbed Anastasia with a bayonet in her chest. Nice. And it was... This is not... You wouldn't think, like, yes, Disney movie. Yeah. Do it. But in the Disney movie, they didn't show all that. They started the story with, like, this poor, beautiful princess-looking girl, and she doesn't know who she is. And she has to go through this whole maze. Am I Anastasia? Am I not? So we didn't get to see all the killing. Am I dead? Am I not? <laughs> am I 12? I am not. <laughs> so it was later reported that Anastasia was the last person to die in the Romanov family. But at that time of the shooting, the bodies were then stripped, burned in a fire, and buried in, a, in an abandoned mine shaft. Mm. Yeah. Wholesome. So, I know, right? So then people, they, they know that the family's been killed, the bodies are somewhere, but they had, the Russians hadn't found the burial site for 61 years. Ew. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So after this time of the last czar, from that time until, I don't know, later? Now? <laughs> Now-ish? No, not now-ish. Oh. There were five women who came forward and they were all claiming to be the missing Anastasia Romanov. Ah. There was one lady who most people believed was really Anastasia, and she went by the name Anna Anderson. In 1920, Anna attempted suicide by jumping off a bridge in Berlin, Germany. Oh, shit. I know, right? She survived, and she was brought to Daldorf. <laughs> she no, was... that's right. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Thanks. She was brought to Daldorf Asylum. Mm -hmm. Good times. The staff noticed that she had a Russian accent, and a lot of the theories started to fly around the hospital, like, oh, Russian equals Tsarina or something. Yeah. So, <laughs> Russian must be royal. <laughs> Most of the staff at the asylum were sure that Anna could be, you know, the escaped duchess, Anastasia. Ooh, we're looking at pictures of her. She looking crazy. Yeah, she looked real crazy. She got crazy eyes. <laughs> And then even a former Romanov friend, just by looking at her, claimed that she was a Romanov. Well, did she have, like, a bayonet scar? No, by, like, her facial features and, like, you look just like your father or your mother oh. or whatever. When Anna Anderson left the hospital, she was already widely known as a Grand Duchess, even though there was no proof. People just were like, oh, yeah, you're Anastasia, no problem. <laughs> so she was able to find housing with various Russian aristocrats settling in Europe, which is nice. And eventually, in 1927, Anderson was brought to court because the complainant was a man named Gleb Botkin. And he said he was Anastasia? No. He was the son of an attendant to the Romanovs. Hmm. So, for 32 years, the remaining Romanov family members fought against Anderson in court. And at the time, nobody knew where 
all the rest of the Romanov families were buried. That's why the deaths couldn't really be proven because there was no body. So Anderson. Nobody body. Nobody's body. Oh. <laughs> so Anderson and Anastasia's faces were examined by a renowned criminologist, Dr. Otto Reich. Otto Reich. <laughs> and he said, I quote, Oh, now let me read it. Okay. Okay. Such a coincidence between two human faces is not possible unless they are the same person or identical twins. This is Dr. Otto Reich. <laughs> that was perfect. You like it? Shit. As a direct quote. Who <laughs> <laughs> said that? Otto Reich, probably. He said it himself. <laughs> But at the same time, other people were identifying Anna Anderson as Franziska Skankowska. Kaiser Sose. From Poland. This lady is everybody and nobody. <laughs> All at the same time. Shit. Okay. Anna Anderson, um, she died in 18... 18- <laughs> No, she didn't. No? No, not at all. Hmm. Ba, 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 ba. Anna, Anna Anderson. Why am I saying Anna Anderson? Like, Anderson. When I've been saying Anna Anderson. Anna like Anderson. stupid American. I don't know. So Anna Anderson, she died in 1984. Oh, well, that solved that problem. <laughs> um, she had been married to a man who referred to her as Anastasia throughout their entire marriage. In 1979, the burial site was finally discovered. Oh, shit. Was she in it? (laughs) Was Anna in there? (laughs) Anna, you in there? Do, 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 do. But this information wasn't made public until 1991. Isn't that crazy? Oh, shit. Like, they found it in 97. The Russian government ain't say nothing until 91. You mean 79. Did I say 79? You said 97. 97! 97, 94, 22, hikes! <laughs> We're good at telling scary stories. <laughs> and I know my dates and numbers. Yes, me too. In the burial site, there were two bodies that were still missing. <gasps> what? One of the missing bodies was Alexi, and the other was one of the Tsar's four daughters. Was it Anastasia? They were missing. Ooh, maybe. But later, two more remains were discovered near the site in 2007. Their DNA showed that they were the bodies of Alexia and Maria. Yeah, but what about Anastasia? Anastasia was identified among the bodies from the previous burial site. At last, the morbid mystery of young Anastasia was allowed to rest. And now there's a picture of Abby that I'm looking at. (laughs) And a slideshow of all this creepy bones and shit, and then it's like... Abby, the producer. Abby. Oh, <laughs> poor Abby. So I've heard about that story of Anastasia. You know, she's missing, and who's the real Anastasia? And Anna? it turns out she was killed that yeah. day, and that's so sad. Yeah. I think people would prefer to have like this mystery of she's out there somewhere instead of like, nope, she's where they left her after they killed her and her entire family. Well, that's one of the things I wonder sometimes about like, you know how there's serial killers and and there's missing persons who are missing forever and it's like they find a body and they say we found somebody and they match this description and and no one ever comes forward to claim them and it makes you wonder like, is it it just because not knowing is better for them? Like they can imagine like, oh, maybe she's, you know, out there somewhere and we didn't get along so she living her own life or something and you don't want to imagine that they're like in a ditch somewhere or something you know yeah rest easy Anastasia yeah poor thing (laughs) 
Did you ever stop to think you had what it takes to take those visions and images you've been thinking of day in and day out and finally put them to paper, finally release them into the world? Well, friend, stop and look no further because the tools and resources you need are available. Join Kenise Marshall and Tiffany Thompson on Writerish, a weekly podcast where we discuss the ins and outs of writing for aspiring writers. No. Oh. What you got to say? There do. <laughs> um, let's see. So here's another theory. It's called solipsism. What's that? That one I can't say. I practiced. Oh. Yeah, I said it in the mirror. Solipsism. Oh. Uh, so it's called the problem of other minds. So solipsism is the view that my mind is the only mind that exists. And my mental state is the only mental state. So, Like the egg? It's similar to the egg. Like, you know how we all believe... We're very egocentric. Yes, we are incredibly egocentric, like by design, not just being dickweeds, although we are also dickweeds by design. Yeah, true. But (laughs) it's the whole concept of. You're a dickweed! I know, you're a dickweed! (laughs) Fucking egg. Um, (laughs) So it's the whole concept that we are all the main character in our story, right? And so everybody around us is a. Just Secondary a player. Right. And they're making a movie about this right now with Ryan Reynolds, and he's going to be a non-playable character. Oh, I saw that preview. Yeah, and I think that's really fun, and I hope they do it well, because um, it's an interesting idea. Because it really, it's like, you know, I see blue, you see blue, but can we ever really see the same oh, blue? Right. You know, I taste a lollipop. Does it taste the same to you? That's don't true. Don't take that out of your mouth and put it in my mouth. That's what? nasty. Yeah. That's true. I'm the protagonist in my own story. Exactly. And, and I'm just a I can only see it through my filters. So I get it. And also, I've had this discussion with some of my guy friends because I know that women have an extra cone in their eye to see color because they needed that to identify berries in the hunter-gatherer phase of our existence. So... So you don't bake a pie the wrong color and look like an asshole no. in front of all your mom friends? <laughs> some guys are like, oh, look at this shade of blue. And I'm like, <clears throat> it's turquoise. And they're like, uh, it's sky blue? It's sea foam, dick. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We can see more color. So I wonder, like that, to what extent can another woman see all the colors and I can only see some of the colors? Yeah. <laughs> yep. All of that. Roses are gray. Violets are gray. Everything is gray. I am a dog. The end. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. What? But it's I. December. <laughs> this, people could listen around Valentine's oh. Day with their significant other. Yeah. Maybe somebody's bone into this recording oh, right God, now. You don't know. Stop that. That's my next conspiracy theory. Y'all bone into this recording. <laughs> and I'm here for it. Oh, God. Oh, boy. And I'm looking in your window. We're listening. Oh, God. Oh, and it don't sound good, y'all. <laughs> What is the show becoming? What has it been always? Oh, my God. Yeah. So that's interesting to me because it's something that can't be proven or disproven. But we all feel it, you know. Unless it's just me and y'all are nothing. (laughs) Maybe that's why we argue so much about perspective. Like, oh, no, it's this. No, that's just because you're wrong. That's That's why we argue. Because you're wrong. Yeah. 
So that's fun. That is fun. Mm-hmm. I like that one. So I also have, uh, this was one that I, we could do a whole show on, and I kind of... I think we will. Oh, is maybe it? we will. It's called Missing 411. Ooh. And um, it's very popular now. Oh, didn't someone request this? Yes. Someone on Instagram requested it. Oh, it was Jaime. It. Oh, Jaime. Hi, Jaime. Good call, because this shit is interesting. So, Missing 411, uh, there was a book written... Um, about people who've disappeared in the wilds of North America. Um, and so it's, uh, there's a lot of specification on the subject of national parks. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of maps. If you search Missing 411 map overlays, there's a lot of really interesting maps that have been shown that um, missing persons cases are concentrated. Oftentimes there's a correlation yes. between that and... And um, the natural uh, habitat of black bears and also of abandoned mine systems in the United States. Like, it's kind of trippy the way it matches up. Um, It's almost like like it looks like these. Yeah, it's like meridians showing where people have gone missing where also other shit is going on. But the maps are very interesting. Um, There's a... There's one that um, is trying to show that maybe some of the people who were killed by Ted Bundy were not actually, like, that were sus- suspected to have been killed by Ted Bundy were not. No, because he killed them. They also, I know, I think so, too. But I'm just saying there are conspiracies uh-huh. out there saying, no, it follows all these lines. And, um, yeah, it's very interesting That's stuff. Crazy. We right? could do a whole show about that. Yeah, and it's really interesting stuff. I love it. Uh, David Paulides was the author, and he used to be a police detective. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still an investigator and a writer. Uh, he's done a lot of work um, and published a lot about Bigfoot uh, and about missing people. He's a really interesting guy. Uh, Some people think a total crackpot. Other people think super awesome. You decide what you think. But he's got a lot to say about uh, mysterious disappearances Mm -hmm. and reasons why they're not necessarily unexpected due to the areas where they happen. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. like if you're in a heavily forested area, there's going to be some Bigfoot there. You're going to get snatched. Yeah. If you're at Marianne's house, there's going to be some Bigfoot there. Hide your kids, hide your wife. And you're Bigfoot's coming. Yeah. <laughs> He's been rummaging through my trash. Oh, I've just Lord. been waiting for a paranormal episode to tell you about my Harry. Trash. I was going to say Harry and the Hendersons, but I'm not the Hendersons. That's true, you're not. You are You are the Gutierrez. Harry and the Gutierrez. <laughs> uh, Bigfoot. It's like, I don't know what it's like. Something. It's like... This Bigfoot rummaging through my trash. Something like that. Yeah. So the one other thing that I found online when I was looking into all this was really interesting. Um, So y'all know, spoiler alert, did y'all hear about what happened to Michael Jackson? Yeah. He died. Yeah. Overdosed. He was addicted to you know, pain medication and anesthetic and stuff like that. So there's pictures of him dead, but there are conflicting stories about like the autopsy saying he was, he had hair and then the final photo of him, the hospital bed showing him bald. Um, There's like discrepancies between the autopsy report and what the last photos show. Um, You know what the report is for everything that happened. There is, um, it's an interesting time to be looking at conspiracies like, time in history because we have the ability to do things like DNA analysis and we have Google (laughs) which we should not always trust Uh, and we have um, 
Because everyone has a camera in their pocket. Bigfoot probably put some posts on the internets to yeah. say, oh no, Bigfoot's not real, don't worry about me. Yeah, he's on the garbage man forum. He's like, hey, yeah, I hear that uh, Yelm place has some really good garbage cans. When's garbage pickup? Uh, yeah, so it's interesting because people have cameras in their pockets now. Everyone has a camera. Yeah. So there was all this phenomenon that happened in the past that was just hearsay right. because, you know, people were drunk and cameraless. Yes. Now people are drunk and have cameras in both hands. So um, there's a recording on YouTube that shows what is suspected to be Michael Jackson getting out of a coroner's van. What? In an underground parking garage. Sorry, what? And walking into <laughs> Never a building. Land. Not to Neverland. That's very obvious. And walking no. into Disneyland. Walking into Ooh. the basement door of an, uh, an apartment building or Where something like that. Where the hell are they keeping him? I don't know. I don't know, ma'am. And maybe it was an actor, and maybe it was a I prank, would, and maybe why? it was who knows. But um, there also was an interview with Larry King mm -hmm. about the death of Michael Jackson. Yeah. And there was this strange character who came on to give his perspective on what happened. Was it Michael Jackson? There are a lot of people <laughs> who think it was Michael Jackson. He was just yes. like, hey, Larry King, I just... I just came here to tell you that I really love Michael Jackson. It's very weird, and you guys should all watch it because it's fucking weird. Um, and, you know, we're all into the fucking weird stuff. Put it stuff. on the show notes. Yeah, we will. But look, no, I want you to see this. Oh, my God, y'all. Corinne just showed me the video of allegedly Michael Jackson coming out of the coroner's van. That's Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is alive. I saw him. I know Michael Jackson when I see him in this video. We're going to post it. And there are comments on the video saying, if you look at the coroner's license plate, it's the same one that took his body. <gasps> I did not look into that. I did not go that far down the rabbit hole. I got dinner to cook. I got shit I got to do. <laughs> but it is interesting. I am just saying it's interesting. None of this is stuff that I believe, but it's all stuff that's fun to ponder. I believe all of it. <laughs> Marianne believes everything. I'm very gullible. You tell yes. me something, I believe it. All right. You should give me all your money. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Anyway. I, I only have one more. Oh, I love it. Let's hear it. All right. I'll tell you about it. I'm enjoying the stories. <laughs> Y'all enjoying the stories? Y'all having a good night? Here, while she looks for that. Y'all having a good night? What are you Y'all enjoying yourselves? I'm about to spin you up a track. <laughs> what are you going to spin? Oh. Uh, Sing I, it. I have not. Oh. All right. Yeah. That was nice. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to tell you about Shelly Miscavige. I'm going to listen. Where is Shelly Miscavige? Shelly, where you at? Shelly, where you at? If you guys don't know who Shelly Miscavige is... You're garbage. <laughs> you're not garbage. You're just... You just, You're just ignorant. <laughs> you just haven't been watching Leah Remini's TV show about Scientology. Scientology. Oh, girls oh. and boys. Girls and, and boys. Sit and, down, little babies. Non-gender conforming. Non-binary business. Non-binary people. They, them, have Ooh. a seat. Everybody. Yes. Sit down, because I'm going to tell you about Shelly Miscavige. So if you don't know Shelly Miscavige, she is the wife of David Miscavige. David 
is the current reigning leader and fake lord of this fake cult church called Scientology. Please don't get me suicided by saying that Scientology is a cult. It is. I don't want to get suicided. Scientology is a cult, though, big time. It really is. I don't want to get squirreled, either. What's a squirrel? A squirrel is when, if you say something against Scientology, saying it's fake or it's a cult or anything negative... They, Scientology will send their little people out to harass you, come to your house, come to your work, video you, say, why are you against Scientology? And just generally harass you. Oh. They're squirreling you. It's not good. No. And I don't want that to happen. But I need to know where Shelly is. Shelly Miscavige has been missing for 13 years. She is believed to be in Clearwater, Florida, but we don't know, clearly. 13 years. So You think somebody would have run into her at the post office or something? No, not if she's being held captive by her husband. Ooh, that's probably where she is. That's my theory, y'all. The theory, the running theory, is that Shelly said something um, against her husband or finished some administrative work that didn't get the final approval from David, her husband, who's the grand hoo-ha of Scientology. Grand Poobah. The grand Poobah. And he was upset, so he pretty much essentially threw her in the brig, which in Scientology world is called the gold base. That's just a, a property. It's kind of like a culty... Like weirdo jail. Yeah, weird culty weirdo jail property. You know what? It's like a compound, but the not fun ones. It's like a creepy cult compound with a big fence around it, scary stuff you can't leave one man enters none men leave Ooh. yeah you're just there forever like 13 years yikes even like leah remini she's done a tv show about scientology and she's mentioned like where's shelly when she went to um tom cruise's marriage to katie holmes leah was a guest and she was you know looking around like hey where's shelly and she would ask people and she recalls that people would actively leave where she's standing when she asked that question. Like, oh, I'm going to go busy myself over here next to this fireplace. Oh, look, the hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. That doesn't speak to innocence. Right. That seems crazy. But you're like, why is the bank account empty? And I'm like, oh, I got to go polish the car. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Because Leah was trying to explain that um, to us normies who aren't Scientologists, that it's very unlikely that David Miscavige would be at this grand, beautiful wedding of one of their top prized actors, you know, Tom Cruise, who's a Scientologist. Without his wife. Without his wife. And Leah was saying that that's kind of the equivalence of the Queen of England not being at some sort of huge event in her honor or, you know, where she's a special guest. But all of her, her children are there. Like, Charles is there. Right. Hey, what's the fuck up, Charles? Where's your mom? Oh, I must go and tend to the corgis. <laughs> yes. Shelly's probably locked up somewhere, but we don't know where. So if you don't know anything about Scientology, it was pretty much invented by this guy named L. Ron Hubbard. He used to be a sci-fi writer, and he pretty much <laughs> still was when he wrote the Book of Scientology. So he created this religion, essentially. He just ran with it. They're taxes, they're tax exempt. It doesn't make any sense. They're worth billions of trillions of dollars. And their whole money making game is just getting property. They'll buy up some land, mostly in Clearwater, Florida. 
and then build a building, and then it's completely left empty. They just want the real estate. That's where they hide their money, in real estate. They don't want to help people, help communities, help the poor. They just want to buy real estate. Oh, by the way, if you're a Scientologist, get out, baby. You in a cult. Get out. Also, though, you know, leave us a message on our Facebook and tell us about it. And we'll get you help. Because we're interested in that. And we're interested in helping you get out of that cult. Let me tell you a little bit about Shelly's life. When Shelly was a preteen, 12 years old, she was 12. No, she was 12. Oh, she got to be 12. When she got to be, right, when she got to be 12, her parents signed her over to the Sea Org, which is like the military version of Scientology. They signed a contract for a billion year long contract with the Sea Org. So essentially the parents of Shelly are just like, this weird church, you can have my daughter, she's 12. She'll just be like a fake merchant marine for the rest of her life, a billion years. You haven't watched Leah Remini's thing? No, man. You need to watch it. All right. This shit is crazy. Yeah. How are you going to give up your kid and put them to work immediately? They don't get education. They just get indoctrinated in this crazy cult. Anyway. because she was described as the queen of Scientology. Just because she married David. And David, uh, they were around the same age, and he was in the Sea Org at the same time, like when he was 12. So he rose to the ranks pretty quickly, and they dated when they were, you know, young. So they got married, and she essentially became the queen of Scientology. Great. So in 2005, Shelley disappeared. After asking, after Leah asked people at Tom Cruise's wedding, you know, where she is, no one wanted to answer, um, rumors started kind of flying that, you know, she was disappeared. Leah Remini even filed a missing persons report with the police because Shelly's parents had passed away previously to that. And the police got back to Leah and they were like, oh, Shelly's fine. You know, she's doing whatevs. But they wouldn't give her any sort of proof that they spoke with Shelly or that she was still alive. That's not cool. The thought is that some of the police force have been bought out, especially in Clearwater, Florida, because Scientology owns everything. Probably including the police force. Yeah. Money. Money talks. Yikes. So Gold Base is infamous for physically and emotionally harming people seen as a threat to Scientology. So if Shelley did something that was seen as a threat against Scientology, they could just disappear you yeah. and put you somewhere. For 13 years. Well, I mean, I wouldn't think they'd keep her somewhere for 13 years. I think they'd abscond her into one of the underwater caves or something. And Why would they do that? Because that would make her go away forever. I don't think they want to... I don't think they want her to go away forever. I think they just want to break her until she's broken. They can build her into a person that they want, and then they can bring her back out, and she'll be like... Everything was fine. I just took a 13-year vacation. I love Scientology and my husband. Can I just say that if it takes you 10 years to break someone down to that point, that maybe they're never gonna, you know? I and mean, then they'll never get out of that hole. Well, I because mean... Because this... You need to watch this thing. Okay. Leah Remini's thing. Because David Miscavige, Shelley's husband, is known for publicly beating people in his upper echelon, like his staff punching them, beating them, berating them during board meetings, taking them to that brig that's called Gold Base. Even David's father was captive, him and his wife. His father, Ron, escaped when he was 74. He and his wife were just like, we were on Gold Base. We thought today is the day. We packed a little bag. We got in the car. And then I just floored it. 
and they they haven't returned and unfortunately he can't they can't go back and see or have a relationship with his children or grandchildren because they're still in Scientology like this shit is bananas and they got Shelly where's Shelly where's she at I don't know probably in a hole in the ground that's what I'm saying maybe but if they killed her well the police probably wouldn't do anything anyway if they're in the pocket. Well, if they've got her in the, on this compound, I mean, clearly the police are not storming the compound and digging holes. That's like, true. It could just be a hole in the fucking ground. I mean, you know, Florida's full of sinkholes, right? That's true. And gators. They could have one that's just full of gators and dead bodies. Oh, no. Yes. Well, we hope not. Yeah. Even if it means she's still crazy and doing Scientology, it'd be better if she was alive, well, she right? She didn't know no better. She was just 12 when her parents was, were like, go on over to this thing. This is your new home. And this is all you've known. Once you're in the Sea Org, you don't have a formal education. You, They don't want you to learn really how to read and write and do uh, outside-the-box thinking for yourself. No, they just tell you, these are the rules. This is what your job is. Make sure everyone under you is in line. And then the people above you, make sure that you're in line. It's yeah. like North Korea, Corinne. Oh, dear. It's not good. People eating grass for dinner. Maybe. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because they're... Just watch the... I'll post the show. Everybody needs to watch Leah Remini. I love her. She's great. I'm glad she's not in Scientology anymore. Poor yeah. Thing. Well, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of conspiracy that goes around with, you know, celebrities and politicians saying there's this big order of people who have more money than God who will implicate their peers and underlings in nefarious stuff because if I have dirt on you and you have dirt oh. on me, you can't tell anybody what I'm doing, yeah. which is like part of like the Hollywood sex ring and yes. pedophilia oh, and Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein, who yeah. did not kill himself. He really didn't. Uh, just in case you were wondering. Yeah. Yeah. He got suicided, y'all. He did. He sure mm-hmm. did. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. But really. Please don't get us suicided, Korean. Oh. I, I don't want to get spirited away by our government. Yeah, I don't Who either. Who killed Jeffrey Epstein. It's like the Simpsons when they took him to the island, you know? They fed him Sundays full of syringes. <laughs> you can leave us a recording at 2 com. Yeah, just click on contact us and contact us. Yeah, take it away. <laughs> you could be our next virtual guest. That's right. Yeah. Also, we do have all the other things. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Patreon. Patreon. Twitter. Twitter. Our Patreons should be expecting a fine gift in the mail. Yes, we sent out the holiday gifts. Very exciting, very exciting. I'm I'm very excited. excited. Are you excited? I I am. am. I am too. Oh, so excited. I can't stand it. (laughs) Let's just keep saying excited. Excited, excited, excited. Excited. Meow, 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 meow. Hey, guess what, guys? What? We're going to announce the winner for the December prize giveaway. Ooh, I love prizes. Yes. Do you love prizes? I do. Oh, yeah. I hope you guys like prizes. No, they don't like prizes. I think they do. I'll have their prize. That's why we, that's why they did what we told them to do and leave comments. That was so nice. Thank you. Good job, y'all. And uh, we have a wiener. But everyone's a wiener in our eyes. Uh, Y'all a bunch of wieners. So many wieners. Oh, God, they're all coming right at you. Oh, gosh. Oh, wieners in my face. No. No. Get out of here. TikTok. There's only one real wiener. One big wiener. The biggest wiener. And that is... Drum roll. 
Veronica! Vero, Vero, Vero. You're the winner. You're the winner. We're gonna send you Leslie's beautiful board game and you can play it with your family. Yeah. Your familia. That's the only Spanish I know. That's it. I love it. Muchas gracias. Well, she speaks English. Oh, well... Yeah, but I... Vero speaks all the languages. I'm trying to sound cultured. Okay. What you lack in talent, you make up for in enthusiasm. Yay. And that's all that matters. Great. Yeah. So, Vero, thank you for playing and leaving a comment. And thanks to everybody else who left a comment and rated and reviewed. Next prize drawing will be in January. We'll let you know. Look on the Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff to keep notified. Yeah, we're going to tell you once we figure it out. We won't keep it a secret, y'all. Nope. <laughs> that's right. Well, I guess that's it Okay. conspiracies. Well, that was a lot. That was a lot of conspiracies. There are a lot more. But... So if you want to be that guy who picks on us for all our mistakes, of which there were many, yeah. then, you know, send us a message. Leave us a voicemail. Yeah. Leave us an irate voicemail. We'll play it on the show. <laughs> sure. We'll turn the volume way up. <laughs> Tell us how dumb we is. <laughs> It's all good. Go ahead. I'm ready to hear it. That sounds great. Yeah. All right, then. All right, then. Well, you want to try sign off? Okay. All right. Well, Vero's the winner. And Michael Jackson is alive. He's alive. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> try it again. Y'all, the conspiracy is that I have sex voice. And it's chronic. What? Uh, let's welcome to the stage, Brandy, dancing for the first time at Foxglove. Uh, thanks, y'all. Have a day. Have a day. We're so cheap, so cheap, too cheap for therapy. We're cheap. We're cheap, cheap We're so cheap, so cheap Won't pay for therapy I say we're cheap We're cheap, cheap We're so cheap, so cheap We do our own damn therapy We're cheap, we're cheap, cheap We're so cheap, so cheap Come get your therapy for free hey, hey, hey.